Greetings, listeners, and welcome to the After That section of Well, That Fucked Me Up with your host, Luke Colson. And Kyle Wise. Hi, Kyle Wise. <clears throat> so we're doing slightly differently. So if Kyle sounds like he's calling from outer space and he's been j- packed into a small tin can, that's because my power's down where I am. So I'm recording this on the computer, but Kyle is on the phone and you're coming in live and direct to my computer. Like you're le- It's all analog. I've set up like an analog recording system here. So hi, how are you? Good. I mean, it's funny because like we didn't have water for like all day. You didn't? Oh, that's what's going on. Um, yeah, our power went down about three hours ago. And, and when the power goes down, normally I'm like, oh, the power's gone down. It'll be back in a minute. Not so much. And it's hot. We normally have the air conditioning on at this time. It's it's about 78 degrees in the apartment. The sun's going down. Uh, we've, started, we've, we've gone as far as to light the candles, which is quite exciting, but also a bit annoying, quite frankly. It just makes you realize all the home comforts. I'm like, I just, I just spoke to Marielle and I said, it's getting dark in the apartment. I don't know what to do. And she said, we'll turn the lights on. To uh, explain to her, we have a power cut for the 50th time. And uh, she said, oh yeah, silly me. <laughs> that, and I reminded the children of that time when I was looking for my phone and then eventually decided to call my phone from my phone that I was holding. So, which leads us quite nicely into brain short circuits uh, and i mean that in the nicest possible way um this is the afterthought section for well that fucked me up and the previous episode was sarah martin's episode which was all about the most extraordinary story of her 21 year old daughter who was traveling around europe having a psychotic break and the way the way she told that story was literally again i know i say this a lot but it was like a movie it was like a fucking movie she said, we got a text in the middle of the night saying, I'm with your daughter. My name, my name's Hussain. I'm with your daughter. She's not well. You need to come and get her. I mean, to be fair, half of me, my heart would stop. The other half of me would be like, it's a scam. Because apparently there are scams where people listen in on people talking on their phones, hear what their name is, and then and see what number they've dialed, and then call that relative and say, we've kidnapped your daughter or we've kidnapped you, and then literally get ransom money. What do, you think, what do you think your first reaction would be? I mean, now that you're about to have a kid, you, you'll feel a bit more strongly about that. But it does sound a bit scammy, doesn't it, at two o'clock in the morning? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I would like to think I would be like Liam Neeson from Taken. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I think you would be like Liam Neeson. Well, to be fair... Sarah was like Liam Neeson. By the next day, her her son, who's a doctor, were on a plane. And she said that 24 hours of that whole transit from there to Istanbul was like hell because they didn't know. They're not knowing. And they're in like a media blackout zone on the aeroplane, right? And they're like, we don't know if our daughter is, if she's just sad or depressed or, or lost or having a panic attack. But this guy was adamant, said, look, I care for your daughter. I, I've been hanging out with her for a few weeks. Like, I'm not just a random person. There is something wrong with her. And then, yeah, she just, she described the moment where she they brought her to the airport. And they, they, there had to be loads of them because she t- kept trying to escape. And the, the, her daughter was muttering and said there was a microchip in her neck. Did, did you ever, in your drinking days, did you ever get to a place where you were like not sure about reality 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I for me, I, yes, I did. I, I don't think I ever went into that kind of psychosis, but I definitely went into like major panic attacks. And then I would have these like thoughts that were like parallel thoughts where I was like sinking into this like depth of like um, eternity of like, uh, of like, I'm, oh, it was horrible. Like literally these like dark like moments where I think my brain was about to kind of like glitch. Yeah. I, 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 it's funny. I, I was just thinking about like the last few days of me drinking. It was like, mm. I was up for like days and yeah, I literally thought these hipsters from East LA were like, Special forces following me. Yeah, it's about right. Well, I think like I I think a lot of um, so I feel like I I think a lot of like drink and drug induced like psychosis can come from lack of sleep and also the fact you're so fucking intoxicated. And a common one is like that paranoia and paranoid schizophrenia as well. I had a friend who was for sure imagining things that weren't there and talking about that stuff that happened. That stuff that happened yesterday, and I was like, dude, I didn't. I didn't see you yesterday, and we ended up having to get him into a into a into a treatment center, and he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, and and that that was that that was his moment. So in in um, Sarah's case, her daughter Alice, she had been triggered. This was an onset from a drug she took in a nightclub, and I think it was nice the way the mum was talking about it. She's like, "Listen, we don't blame the people that gave it to her, and we don't blame Alice. Like it's just one of those things, right? It just happened." And you you got to wonder, like, what would have happened if she didn't take that drug? But it turns out, because she had another recurrence of the psychosis, maybe there was something in there anyway. And this was the journey. This was just the journey. This was the trigger for something that was going to come out anyway, which I think was bipolar. And that's that kind of psychosis where she was hearing voices, like constant voices in her head. She's not, She's okay now, but it's taken years to kind of get that under control and what a traumatic fucking experience for the family. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny too, cause like, it reminds me of my cousin. I'm not going to say cousin. It reminds me of someone in my family who was skateboarding and then he, they hit their head and all of a sudden they were like schizophrenic. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's like, it's, it, it's something that, like, is so small, but if it's, like, lying there dormant, yeah. you know? Yeah. It just takes one little thing. Yeah, I will say, and, I will say I don't think drugs help. Like, I know that's completely judgy, and I know that our podcast is meant to be impartial and not judgmental at all. And obviously, this is coming from, like, a massive ex-drug addict and alcoholic, right? So, I'm lucky, right? Or maybe I'm not. Maybe it's Maybe it's in there somewhere, but... The whole weed of it all, like I know weed is legal in the US now for most of the most part, but we used to smoke a lot of weed when I was young. And I have friends that smoked so much weed that they their brains went mulchy and turned they have very, very severe mental health problems. Um yeah. you know? It's funny, because I you ever notice like people that like really, really smoke weed to find their whole personality on it? Yeah. But it's like <clears throat> You smoked crack, like, you're never going to define your personality by smoking crack. Um, I know people who have done it. No, but, dude, let's talk about it. I mean, obviously, there's a 
not to get off piste here, but there's there's that new Netflix show called Painkiller about the whole Sackler family and the opioid crisis. If you haven't watched it, you need to watch it ASAP. It's extraordinary. And the other thing is, there's ayahuasca, right? That's a fucking tree bark. And everyone, it's like, you've got to go find yourself and cleanse your brain and your mind and your body and soul. I know three separate stories of people that never returned to their mental state after ayahuasca. Like, like they, it opened a doorway into the the depths of hell that which they have not been able to come back from. So be warned, those people who are taking a nice trip to some tribal ayahuasca ceremony with a shaman called Eric. Didn't you do? Didn't you do? Someone someone said they had a that was you had a shot like a, some white dude called like Shane or something. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was like, I wanted to do ayahuasca, but I didn't want to go to, like, Peru. So you went to the valley. So I went to the valley. <laughs> so listen, Sarah Martin, her book's Dear Psychosis. I know we're joking and laughing. That's what we do on the afterthought section. It's nothing against the extremely empowering and awesome and emotive and wonderful story. And we're so happy for Sarah and so happy for Alice, and so happy for the family. And what an extraordinary journey they went on. And thank God that they're all okay. I'm going to read the book. I'm not a reader. I'm not a reader, Kyle. I'm not a reader. I'm going to read the book. I'm going to fucking read the book. I'll read the book after. All right. Well, listen, dude, if I'm not mistaken, you're giving you're giving birth in about six six to seven seconds, aren't you? Your, your good lady is about to... Explode? Is that about right? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, just the trepidation in your voice. I'll let you go. Thank you for trying, Um, even though we, it sounds like you're in a tin can, but I think it worked. It worked. I'm going to put, we're we're going to have our afterthought section. Our listeners will not be disappointed. Maybe next time I speak to you, Kyle, you'll be a father. So good luck with everything. Thank you, listeners, as always. We'll see you on the next one. Love you, man. Love you too, bro.